Hello, everybody. Welcome back to D and D four four. I am your DM, Tony. Guys, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourselves? What's going on, guys? I am Armos. Hey, I'm Dan. I'm playing your Minitar Ranger, Minis Pebble Walker of the Ivory Boulders. And I'm Alec, and I play Drell of the Ashborn. That was Jared, by the way, who plays. I'm Jared. Yes, Armus. Yes, yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Jared oh, plays Armus. We're, we're still trying to get get used to you know the introductions. We're getting used to a it, lot of things. Yeah. <laughs> we we always start off with like the most shy, bashful person here, and I don't know why. <laughs> like <laughs> any of no. the order that we. <laughs> uh, I did want to mention something. We've been messing up a lot of stuff, but I've been messing up a ton of Ranger stuff. So if you hear me doing some different ability things it's because i've been doing the wrong things mm -hmm. i'm supposed to be doing a lot of stuff from tosh's so don't get mad at me guys <laughs> so uh dan over here realized that he was using some of his feats or abilities wrong and he wanted to uh clarify those so we just did like a little swap it shouldn't make too much of a difference because he just used them incorrectly so now we're retconning it from this point out it's just wrong abilities and using some wrong so i'm just to make it clear, I'm using Tasha's stuff. And what that means is I actually didn't know. I just realized I get speak with animals at level three regardless. So I should have taken oh, a different spell. Wow, dude. Oh, <laughs> my fucking gosh. gosh. So. I mean, so the snake still works. Yeah, it still so, works. Yeah, but we were trying to get him to take the other We're thing. not retconning that. You know <laughs> yeah. that spell. You have to fix that in campaign yourself. That I'm not retconning. Your feats or whatever. <laughs> yeah, sure. All right. First time players. <laughs> nudge, nudge. No, once I get to level three, though, it'll be I do get speak with animals and I'll just replace that with something else is all yeah. I'm doing. It'll forever be on your character sheet, though. It, it, yes, you know it. Yes, you just it will. won't use it as a spell, but it'll be there to remind yep. you. To remind <laughs> you to take your wounds. That's so funny. I've also been rolling luck wrong. I have the halfling luck ability, the way we kind of homebrewed the race. Mm -hmm. And I thought that I only got one luck point a day, but I just reroll ones. I'm so dumb. Mm -hmm. I'm so dumb. Yeah. I thought that, thought you knew that. We've done that a few times. Yeah, but I yeah. thought I only got one per like day and then I had to rest. Oh, <laughs> uh, no, no. Oh. Yeah, half wings. Well, it's okay, Dan, dude. because I haven't done anything wrong. And if you fucking disagree with me, at me on Twitter. <laughs> and what, what are superior dice again? Yeah, that's a great question. <laughs> I'll find it out this episode. Hey, listen, that's the whole shtick, right? We're learning as we go. Okay, you know, I you know I even get rules confused all the time because I played so many different uh, variations of D and D my entire life. So like sometimes I throw in rules that aren't even in this edition. And I just don't realize it until somebody points it out later. We're, we're going at, we're learning as we go, you know, and this is your first uh, campaign you guys ever did. So it's expected, right? That's the, that's the charm. I don't know how we're supposed to focus while we're playing D and D when Jared's dog is just straight up on camera looking all cute. Cute. Like, oh, and it heard me and it, it side-eyed me yeah, it directly <laughs> in the camera. We'll post a picture of that on Instagram. Don't you worry. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. Get you a little smile. <laughs> is that ketchup? No, no, this is Benson. Oh, okay. Yep. All right. Well, we want to get this. Uh, we want to get this going, or what? All right. Let's play some D and D. Okay. Here we go. All right. So you guys are in Riverwood Forest, right? You guys have just got to Kara's Grotto. You are having conversations with Kara. You are talking about Thalor and the city that was once there. And when Acristo left Humbrea, he left him South Trillis, specifically in Thalor City. And when he left, it took the city with it. And re what remained was a 
giant crater that took its place. So you've been talking to Kara. It is now nighttime, and you have all fallen asleep. Everyone has had a great night's rest, except Ruminus. After waking up to a battle between Reginald and a pixie, a little minotaur demon buddy chased it to the entrance of a cave hidden just beyond the waterfall outside. Only Minus is able to enter the cave, and just when he thinks he's about to capture that pixie prankster, something emerges from the water. Bard, play that intro, and let's get on with the show. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, and welcome to the world of Humbrea, featuring three first-time adventurers and one very patient DM. This is D&D 404. The mist starts to get a little more in shape as it comes together, it gets a little more dense. And then you start hearing some steps on the water, like little drops of water, like something would be walking on the water. Out from the mist is a translucent, tall, slender stag. It is a giant stag. It starts walking towards you from the lake to the height of the stag's antlers is about 11, 12 feet tall. Jeez. Its antlers are long and wide and have a beautiful symmetrical pattern to them as they spread out. Its legs stretch as the hooves barely kiss the surface of the water. Standing elegantly, a single ripple of water disperses throughout the whole lake. And her form becomes more full. You could still see through her and it looks at you. Can I do an insight check to see if it means me harm or if this like... Uh, you won't even have to do an insight check here. Okay. Because the calmness of the lake... Okay, so I am overwhelmingly feeling calm. Make me a religion check. Religion? Oh, yeah. Gosh, I don't have good religion, but let's get another nap pumpkin here, huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what is my religion? Minus one? Great. <gasps> no! <laughs> you really get a 20? <laughs> Pumpkin, I, I you saw me rolling this before. I, I wasn't yeah. getting any of these beforehand. This is insane. You are convinced from the stories you've heard as a child, and as being one with nature and taking such a akin to nature and studying wildlife and plant life that this might be the deity Melora. Melora. Melora is the goddess of nature, specifically nature like plant life and uh, wildlife among animals. As you're standing before her in disbelief that you might be in a godly presence, you hear a soft voice and she goes, hello, Menace. I just drop my net. I'm speechless. <laughs> you just like, <laughs> drop everything to the ground. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, I hope the pixies didn't bother you too much. The, ma, 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 ma. I'm just pointing at her. <laughs> <laughs> she lowers her head down to meet yours and she kind of picks up your jaw with her with her nose. I, I, I want to say that thoroughly calms me. I've kind of like all my nerves are gone after she does it. <laughs> so after she picks up your picks up your jaw and sees that you've calmed down, she kind of lays down as deers do. So her legs kind of they kind of fold under themselves because she's so tall. She lowers herself to kind of match your eye level. She's still pretty tall because you're only three and a half feet tall. Right. So three eleven. <laughs> so she she lowers herself to to meet you at eye level. I'm glad you decided to follow the pixie here because I know you're gonna do a lot of good for this forest. The reason why you're here is that the pixies can sense a kind heart, and they insisted on bringing you in here. And now getting a better look at you, I can see why. Because I'm nice and strong, right? 
<laughs> she boops your nose with hers. And she goes, you remind me of an old friend. What's going through your mind right now? I think there's a strange sense of overwhelming joy in my head. I'm probably trying to hide it, but nobody's spoken to me. or I feel recognized for the first time in my life. I've done all these good deeds outside in nature, but none of my clan members, my mother, my father, no one ever noticed those things, except maybe Flora. Can I, can I ask you something, Minus? Of course. What brings you here? Why are you in Riverwood? I'm on a quest. I need to prove myself to my father. That's the main thing. Are you proving yourself to your father or for you? What do you mean? It's the same thing. I'm I'm out here to to prove myself to the clan. I'm I'm strong. People need to recognize that. I can be a good leader. I think you can be too. So the Pixies don't just bring anybody here. Matter of fact, the last time I talked to somebody was Kara, which was about 120 years ago. You remind me of an old friend. Something like me, but not like me. So I just had to meet you. Like, uh, like what? A, a, a bully wug? <laughs> just like, uh, like uh, <laughs> 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 so, <laughs> so, <laughs> so she goes, yeah, yeah, a bully wug. Or maybe something a little more. Let me get. Oh, fuck. You threw me off. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> like a I'm trying like, to have this religious moment. You just threw me off. I'm like, fuck. Now I totally ruined the persona of a goddess. And now I make it look like a schmuck. Okay. <laughs> so she giggles. <laughs> you you make Molora laugh. And she goes, Woo. the pixies are right. You do have a good heart. Where do you keep your journal? The way I thought of it was like I have a pouch for important things. And there's just like a little satchel pouch thing on my side that I keep my journal. I'll like whip out my journal and write stuff because I always want it ready. Yeah. So that's why I figured you kept it. So you feel a little rumble from where your journal is. She kind of like gestures towards it with her stag nose. And she goes, I think you should open your book. I am I like frantically like pull it out. So I have a real journal now, by the way. So this is I'm feeling very immersed. <laughs> <laughs> so the you take out the book and the book starts glowing from within the pages, but a very specific page of the book. When you open the book, remember that flower from your dream? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. So you open to that page and the flower is actually what's glowing and it's glowing a bluish tealish color. When you pick up the flower, it begins to move and shape in your hand and it starts going into like a ball and starts shifting and you actually see it transforming before your very eyes. Its stem and petals start to fill with life. The flower becomes vibrant like when you once picked it in your dream. The stem actually starts to overgrow and it wraps around your hands and ah, the, the plant starts ah, growing around you. Is this normal? You. Ah, is this normal? <laughs> Should I be freaking out? And then soon your whole body, its roots kind of uncover you. They, they wrap your whole body and then as quickly as it wraps your body, it goes back into its plant form. You don't get hurt. You're freaking out, but it kind of like tickles as it wraps your body. The flower kind of like goes into a ball again. Its roots go into the flower disappears and in your hand is now a floating ball of like this greenish bluish light, like a teal or like an aquamarine color. And you can hear its beat. It starts beating. It's going through your mind. I, I move my hand around. Does it move with my hand? It does. It stays within your hand. I try and grab it like I close my fist. 
<laughs> so as you go to grab it, the, some light peeks out from it. And then you feel like your hand's trying to open back up from the pulses. Tension, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then you feel something physical, like almost like something rocky, like a rock texture. So it's like poking at your hand. It opens your hand a little bit. And now when you open your hand, it has taken a form. It's no longer a ball of light, but now it looks like kind of like a small, like a bunch of small rocks put together that's being wrapped together by roots. It looks like a tiny sapling. It doesn't have like, so its body is made of stone. It just has a big old mouth with two eyes, but the mouth and eyes aren't like an actual mouth. It's actually like an empty space with blue energy behind them, right? The rocks kind of oh. just make mouth and eye holes. Its arms and legs are little like roots and the roots kind of hold all these rocks together and out of its head is a root with a single leaf on it it's adorable <laughs> <laughs> so it's uh to give you a better description its body looks like a ball of stone and wood where its openings of eyes and mouth uh is making its face it doesn't have like a body so it's just like a head with arms and legs sticking out of it with a blue ball <laughs> of light that that you can see through its eyes and mouth hole. At the end of the root is a little leaf similar to the flower you picked in your dream from the scary cabin. Its legs and arms come out of its side of its body and face. It doesn't have hands, they're just like little wooden nubs. It has facial features, so it's like wide-eyed with a big mouth, and then it goes It's just I can't speak with animals. Uh, <laughs> you, so despite speaking with animals this is not an animal i know i'm kidding it's about half a foot tall um about like a half a foot wide it fits into your hand nicely and then like it's really exaggerated with its facial features like you get like it makes like an angry face and it makes like a sad face it's like kind of realizing that it's sentient and then a creature looks up and down at you in your palm and you look around and is tickling at your feet i look down there are even smaller versions of this sapling at your feet and they're all just kind of going and they're like realizing that like they're like they're drawn to you and they kind of like poke at your feet trying to climb up to your hand to get to the bigger one ah stop it stop. I'm, I'm like shaking hey, hey, chill, chill. Hey. <laughs> Melora looks at you and she goes I think you just found your your sprite so minutes well, like like a soft drink <laughs> like fuck like coke <laughs> <laughs> hashtag it um yeah yeah it's like the soft only. drink uh <laughs> the bigger sprite that's in your hand points down like points down with its nub to them and then points at itself it's like and then the little ones go are you a rock mommy <laughs> so it's like pointing to each other and italian so you could kind of <laughs> <laughs> so even though it's saying gibberish you could still understand him like on a celestial level right oh it's a him i didn't mean to uh, assume your gender me. It, it, it. <laughs> you can understand it this is your swarm you have officially leveled up to level three Yes. And I'm this so is your pumped. swarm. Your swarm is a nature sapling where its main body is a bunch of little rocks held together that held together by roots where it has kind of like oh. a cowlick root with a leaf on it yeah. that you picked. So that's like the one you're holding is the main sprite. The little ones around your feet that are kind of following you around are the swarm. 
So how this is going to work is that you never really know where they come from. You never like see them pop out of anywhere. They're just always kind of there and they're going to listen to you. But that the one you're holding is always going to be present. Oh my gosh, I feel like I'm level three right now. Uh, <laughs> <okay>. <laughs> you do level up to level three. When yeah. you look back at Melora, she's actually changed shape. Rather than being a translucent stag, she is now a what? Minotaur. Whoa. She is, but she's sitting, she's sitting cross-leg style. Or but she's closer to your height. There's no gender. You just know that's one of yours. There's it no defining feature. Yeah. It's just okay. minotaur. It's facial. It has facial features, but there's no defining facial features, whether it's a male or female minotaur. It's going through your mind right now. Everything. Everything's <laughs> going through my mind right now. <laughs> I don't. I don't truly know what that means, of course, but I'm. I'm very willing to find out and help these creatures find a home. What, what do I need to do with the swarm? What do I? What's my swarm? What does that mean? Melora uh, takes a look at you and smiles and she goes, you care a lot about everything around you so much that you'd rather see somebody else or something else doing well before you see yourself doing well. Because you're so attuned or have such a fascination about plant life when no one else really does in nature is something that shouldn't go unnoticed. You're a big boy minotaur. Don't cry. Don't cry. Don't cry. You're a big boy minotaur. <laughs> I don't think you should be alone on your quest. And this swarm, in my blessing, will be with you. I, I just fall to my knees, I think. I don't even say anything, but I think my eyes say thank you, you know? Everything in my eyes is just like an unspoken thank you. <laughs> she gives you a smile. With her hands, she reaches out and holds yours. And she sees the sling that you have. She goes, I got one more gift for you. Is this like attached to your arm or is it like a weapon itself? It's just like hung onto my belt, you know, because it's a, it's just like a rope sling. So she, she holds your hand and then reaches over to the sling. She holds it and a giant flash of light goes to it and it begins to change. The wood becomes more vibrant and lushful, like better quality wood. The sling then takes on a sturdier, sleeker look. The aiming mechanism that you would launch the rocks through transform into beautiful, bright ivory stone. The stone also looks slick and smooth, like it's been beautifully crafted by some of the best blacksmiths, or maybe blessed by a goddess themselves. The aiming mechanism looks uh, like where you would place your shots looks uh, a little bigger. So like the, the hole that you would put a shot in now has an extra divot where you can probably put one of the one of your swarms in there to shoot them as well <laughs> so i could launch my little rock things yes it also is designed to go on your wrist so you always have your sling out so you could just Whoa, aim your sick. head and just start shooting away kind of like the the cool ass sling from monster hunter world if you want to if you want like a really good uh, imagery for it as you're looking at the sling you look back up she's gone the lake is calm mist is no longer there you just see the pixies kind of spread out but like now they're a little more dispersed you still feel calm you feel good but you do not feel any religious auras anymore or the fact that you're in the presence of a deity anymore wow this is amazing and i go give a <laughs> high five to one of the pixies <laughs> the pixie goes makes like a little bell noise and then floats off uh so now in front of you you are holding this 
sprite this sapling i'm gonna call it a sapling uh, a rock sapling and you have all these little saplings around you whenever you count you can never get the same count but you have about maybe around eight to twelve of these guys at your feet and you notice like when you move your hand they're kind of like following your hand at first gotcha so you know that like they're listening to you when the slightly bigger sapling is just like looking at them as well so like now let's talk about mechanics real quick and how this is going to work it's in case people who play D, D but have no idea what i'm talking about minis is now a level he's finally level three and he is finally. taking <laughs> the uh what are they called what are the ranger archetypes called oh so i'm a swarm keeper ranger mm -hmm. why don't you go into a little detail about that i mean i feel like it's pretty self-explanatory it's essentially a ranger that's very in tune with uh nature and animals specifically nature it has a swarm of little beasts around them at all times and can use their swarm to uh, assist them in checks sometimes or in combat and do damage and all that kind of fun stuff. Yep, absolutely. So now he has this swarm of saplings and this slightly bigger sapling that looks like its main focus. So that being said, the sapling will also be for spellcasting your arcane focus. Or your spell focus, whatever. You know how like you need to cast spells through an object to have? Yeah. This sapling, the main one, is going to be your focus. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. So it's like, so are we saying like this guy's like up on my shoulder at all times and the other ones are on the ground? And this one kind of helps me? Yes. He needs to be nearby for you to yeah. use your ranger magic moving forward. Awesome. Yeah, you're now in this dark cave. You can kind of toy around with the little uh, saplings if you want, but uh, tell me what you want to do. I, I put him up to my face, the main one. Uh, what, what, what what color is it? So it's um it's ivory, like an ivory stone, but it looks like a bunch of stones held together by a bunch of just brown roots, right? With a with a single leaf stemming out the top, and the ball of energy that's inside of it, like the thing that's probably giving it life, is like a aquamarine type color. I'm trying to think of a good name for my rock thing. <laughs> I'll come up with a name later. <laughs> but the little yeah, ones I'm just are like <laughs> the little ones are like kind of just jumping up at you. They're like kind of like yeah. climbing on top of you. You notice that when you move your hand, they kind of go to where your hand is. I I think before I leave, I look. I'm still kneeling. Yeah, I'm still kneeling on the ground, mm -hmm. completely in awe. I look at the main one. Minus has always shrouded himself with humor and gusto to mm -hmm. kind of hide his insecurities but i think this is the first time menace speaks so truly from the heart he looks at this thing he goes i i promise you i will never let any harm come to you Bow. you will be with me Bow. until i perish i might perish i'm not i'm a little squishy but don't worry i will protect you <laughs> to the best of my ability and he, I, he hugs your nose oh he, he hey, hugs your nose. And, the other, and the little ones go Bow. Oh, do they all like hug my like ankles? Yeah. They like, <laughs> <laughs> all feel uh, your emotion. You, you, you know the emote. That... You know the smiley emote of like when something's cute. That's his eyes right now. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you notice that they kind of mimic the feeling you feel, so they feel awesome. like the same type of way. Awesome. I take a big breath. I, I look around, but I probably just look at the ceiling and give another mental like thank you to Melora wherever she is, mm -hmm. and then I exit very softly out of the cave. I probably don't even say anything to Reginald as I pass, and I just walk very calmly while holding these guys, holding this guy as I'm <laughs> He, uh, Reginald walks next to you. Oh, hey, go, hey, bud, how's it going? What you got there? You see anything cool? What's going on? He's like tugging. 
He's seeing these little like rock things. And he's like, what the hell are these? He's like, hey, get, get out of here. Get out of here, man. What are, what are these? What's going on here? He's like trying to like tug on you, trying to hop on as these little things like keep him off you. Can I test out one of my abilities on Reginald? Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> so I'm, <laughs> I'm going to, can we say we're like within 10 feet away from the lake? Oh, yeah, absolutely. You're like walking right along to it. Uh, I'm assuming you're walking back to Kara's little treehouse. I, I, I want to say I do this by accident. I, I reach, I push my hand towards Reginald. I'm like, hey, calm down, Reginald. And I accidentally trigger one of my abilities. The attack's target must succeed a strength saving throw against your spell save DC or be moved by the swarm up to 15 feet horizontally in the direction of your choice. <laughs> <laughs> so given the uh story progression i'm gonna say he fails the check automatically and he's just, like <laughs> the, all the little ones you see the main one point and all the little ones go and you will pick them up and you go and you see him get carried away you see reginald climb out he's all soak away this this Oh, sorry. Hey, that was—I didn't hey, mean to do that. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. He's like—he's like walking angrily back to the treehouse. Goddamn, put me in the water, shocking me, and <laughs> he's like grumbling to himself. Dude, give me good quality hay. He gives me crap. It's like all oh, crap. Nobody has my back. Nobody has my back here. He's climb up the tree. Oh, sorry, sorry. I just look at these guys like, come on, guys. He's a friend. Come on. Hey. <laughs> now we're going to fast forward just a little bit, and we're yep. going to assume that you go back to sleep and maybe just staring course, at this thing. Yeah. You also notice that, like, when you're not looking, like, if you want to, these little ones can go away, and they just kind of, like, roll away, and whenever you want them, they kind of just roll into your eye, like, into your, uh, into your uh, field of vision. They kind of just roll back. These things kind of roll when they move. Oh, gotcha. Rather than using like yeah. the little legs, so you pretty much have a a rock ball following you around with uh, little arms and legs. With that description, I was gonna put it in like maybe like a shirt pocket, but I think it just rolls around behind me. It could do that. It's it's not. It's half a foot big. It's only like six inches tall and wide. It's not big at all. And the little ones yeah. are maybe like three inches. They're very small. Like maybe yours is about the size of like let's say a pixie, and the little ones are half that size. Yeah, I want to say that when we're out of combat, it's falling behind me. But whenever we get into combat, they, I, I have like a little pocket in my vest, <laughs> my leather vest that it sits in. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So now you are officially level three. You have this upgraded sling. So what does this thing do, by the oh, way? Oh, yes, my bad. Other, other than sh being able to shoot your uh, little swarm, uh, which just count as normal plus one bullets because they're, they're, they're magical, the sling itself has a plus two on it to attack and damage rolls. Uh, we're now gonna fast forward to the following morning. You got Minus on the chair, kind of, I guess, looking at his new friends. Reginald is mad, sitting on uh, Armos's stomach. Armos, when you wake up, there's a, your, your stomach is wet because he kind of just like <laughs> sat on you all wet after he got thrown into the lake by Minus. You're not sure why he's wet, but now you have a giant wet stain on your tummy. Minus is looking at his new rock friend and Drell, I don't know what Drell, Drell, how are you waking up? What's going on, buddy? We'll start off with you. How you feel, man? Uh, I just assume slept like a freaking rock after, you know, obviously going through his experience. So he's <laughs> probably just has drool on the side of his face or like, you know, all on his beard. It's a little crusty and kind of just like looks up and it's like, oh, man, 
I slept great. <laughs> How about you guys? I wake up and I see that they're that I'm wet. I start. <laughs> I look at Reginald. He looks like he's been damp. You know, he's got that slick back kind of whatever hair. And then all of a sudden, I look around, trying to figure out what the heck has happened. And I see that uh, our little Minotaur has a, a new little weapon. So I'm kind of piecing things together. <laughs> I run to say I run up to Drell. I'm like, Drell, look at this, and I shove my new rock friend in Drell's face. <laughs> uh, uh, what is that? Oh it's like God. pointing at me just no. constantly and pointing back at him and he's like shoot, using his nubs to constantly Menace, menace, what, what is this? What, what's going on here? All right, everybody, uh, this is Sid. Sid, say hi. Bye-bye. Uh, uh, this is my my new swarm. Well, well, this is my swarm. Come on, guys! And they all like tumble out from you, the cracks. They're they're tumbling out from like behind furniture. There's about yeah. uh, there's about. I'm gonna roll to see how many come out actually every time. Uh, D100. Uh, that's, <laughs> maybe a level twenty, <laughs> bud. Let's take it easy. Right now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Twelve of them come out. You got the max out. Twelve of them come out. And go. <laughs> they all roll to Minus's feet. I just lift my feet up on the couch like what in the heck this is Drell too immediately early. rolls his eyes like fuck <laughs> <laughs> like he already sees like where this is going like, <laughs> they all stop as uh, okay. minute stops you can tell that these saplings or Sid is matching the same emotion as Minus so I take it you didn't sleep much last night Minus I mean, I slept when I came back. I got an okay amount of sleep, but look at these guys. They're adorable. They're awesome. They're strong. <laughs> the the Sid stands up and goes, bye-bye. And he like puts his arms like <laughs> at his waist. And then all the little ones have a delay and they all do it. They all <laughs> like grandpa, like father, like son. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, I'm the grandpa. That's, I'm the <laughs> Yeah, yeah. No, I got oh, that. Okay, just want to make sure. <laughs> oh, this is going to be so annoying. <laughs> this is going to be so annoying. <laughs> you wrote it. I didn't write it. No, you know what you did. You knew like what I you said, did. Drill, Drill rolled his eyes because he knows exactly where this is going, so it's fine. <laughs> oh, Armos, why are you wet? Uh, I was about to ask you that question. I figured this is your doing. Me? I did. Oh... <laughs> Yeah, Reginald, my bad. Uh, Reginald is sitting by the fireplace pouting. He's like, I am in no mood. And he's sitting there cross on. <laughs> I walk over. I'm like, you, you want some hay? Oh, I'm gonna, uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, what I'll, was that? Uh, I mean, I'll put it back if you want me to. No, no, you can leave it there. You don't make it hungry later. Right, I'm still talking okay. to you. No, it's fine, but you know, if you, if you want some hay, here it is. Everybody wants, some to be, hay. everybody wants to be my friend until they have other friends. They don't want to do it. I'm like, tag Reginald. You're still my friend. Yeah, okay, I guess. Sniffles a little bit. Yeah, I give him some extra. <laughs> he dives into it. <laughs> right. Okay, so we had some new minions. Minus, uh, what what happened last night, buddy? You, you have a nice dream, I guess? Huh? Go out? You're not going to believe this. I met Melora. And that is... Oh, my God. You don't know Melora? I start thinking. I'm probably... Sh Pretty sure I could figure it out. Why don't you just tell me? Who, who is it? She's only the coolest nature goddess you you will ever know. Oh. Uh, mm -hmm. That's about all I know about her, but she's awesome. 
<laughs> and you met her in here? Like you just she just came in and none I, of us I saw I give it? them the whole spiel. I tell them about, you know, how Reginald couldn't go into the waterfall. I mention all about the fairies and how she came down. I mention whoa, all that. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I didn't want to go into waterfall. There's a difference there, bud. Scoots oh back yeah, over. he was also scared to go in. I, I forgot didn't about want that. to go in. He want to go in. Wow, that is uh, wow. And then you got your nice little sling over there. What is that? Oh, Malora gave me this too. Yeah, isn't it sweet? It like it's just on my wrist now. It's awesome. Dang, that's awesome. Well, cool. Looks like we're ready to to fight this next uh, next thing. Where's uh, where's Kara? Uh, Kara walks out of her bedroom, yawning, uh, the duck yawning behind her, uh, walking out. I want to say right when uh, she opens her eyes, I'm already in front of her, like with Sid right up next to her face. <laughs> she looks down, she goes, uh, what do we got here, bud? This is Sid, Sid, meet Kara. Uh, hi, hi, Sid, like reaches out her hand to like shake his tiny nub. Hey, this is my swarm. Uh, did you shower last night? What's going on here? Why, 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 why do I, why do I have all these things in my house? I, I whispered to her. I met Malora. She has an understanding gaze, like into the distance. She goes, "Oh, oh, okay, okay, okay." She looks at you. She's like, "Okay, cool, cool." She can't. She talked to you. Yeah. Cool, 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 cool. That's cool. She showed herself. Yeah. Well, first she was this like stag, and I was like in the water. You know, there's a there's this there's a hole under the waterfall. There's a cave in there. Did you know that? I did. Yes. Oh wait, of course you did. She said you were there. Ah, <laughs> uh, don't mind me. <laughs> yeah, you know, it'd be nice if she said hi once in a while. She's like trying to hold back like a little little rage. She goes, hey, it'd be nice if she said hi once in a while. That's Interesting. All I, <laughs> I do so an insight check to see if she's like. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, I'll roll my other die. Okay, I got a five. <laughs> she's just like talking to herself. She's like, ah. you can tell that she's like has like a little annoyance to her. Yeah. But, okay. uh, she like gives a sigh of relief. She goes, so that's why I live here. I watch. Oh, not only do I watch over the forest, I really protect this place. You get a lot of people, a lot of things try to come over here because they sense something. Um, and I try to elude them away. In case you haven't noticed, this is the only part of the forest that isn't tainted by whatever's coming from out there. Whatever the Meru are doing to this forest, it's not killing this place because it is blessed by her. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's just like, whoa. <laughs> All right, but we got to get ready to go fight those uh, Mary Mario people. Uh, marrow to like snakes yes damn that. water snakes um she gives another yes <laughs> okay okay she sits down at the table uh well first she goes over to the fireplace she starts brewing some hot beverage uh starts brewing some tea she takes a sec you guys just kind of listen to the boil she pours she takes out a couple of cups brings over a kettle sits down at the table pours enough for everybody and uh duck norris and she kind of slides them you guys go over and take a seat. She rubs her eye with her palm, gives another stretch, another big yawn, goes, and takes a sip. Puts the cup down. She goes, all right. Uh, sorry. I had a rough night's sleep. So how are we doing this? I was going to say, I thought you were the one that had the plan. You know where we're going. I thought you knew everything. So help us with this. 
So yes, we need. I, I would like to get the marrow out, but fortunately I can't do it by myself, nor can I really go inside the shrine at all. It's too risky uh, for me to go in there. But you guys wanted to get your blood shards back. Yeah, I was going to ask you, do you think that's where they were taken? So to the, the, the tribe that you ran into were the Bluebuffins. They call themselves the Bluebuffins. They, they, they spoke in like this weird tongue accent, right? So they're probably going straight to the altar. And honestly, they're probably already there by now. And they've already brought them there. So if you're looking for the blood shards specifically, that would be my best bet. The marrow don't stray too far from that temple. The other, the other tribes, I'm not really sure if they would have them. Maybe they, because they fight a lot. The three tribes here always getting into battles with each other. It's possible that another tribe came across them in transport because they jump each other a lot because they're trying to offer whatever they found to the marrow so like they don't harass their tribe and the marrow are in for like encouraging this fighting because they think that whoever gives them the most in their name their goddess is going to uh forgive them and spare them and destroy the non-believers and they're using their beliefs against them so do you think the marrow is what's causing the the issues here in the forest, like destroying it? Absolutely. So to navigate to that temple, it's really simple. All you would really need to do is follow where the water's flowing from. All rivers in this forest lead to that temple. It is the source. So there's something up with the water that's clearly corrupting and de destroying the forest from the inside out. I think there are two things we need to take care of then. We need those shards. And we got to help out the forest. I want to help out the forest at least. Yeah, and I want the blood shards. So we need to get those back. Okay, Sid and I are going to start packing our stuff and we can be ready in about five minutes. What's that? <laughs> okay, don't say that about Drell, okay? Calm down. <laughs> he side-eyes Sid. <laughs> <laughs> I walk back. I'm like, so this is my axe. This is oh, So this is how you pack it up. <laughs> You see a bunch of little ones try to carry one of your hand axes into your bag. <laughs> I guess Drell wants to look at Kara and just ask her, um, so do you have, you have any idea how many marrow there are or, um, like the size, like, do you know, like what we're walking into? I don't know how many there are. All I know is that there's enough of them to cause a problem they usually only travel with about maybe anywhere from like three to five of them i never you don't really see them travel that far out of the uh the, the temple itself like they might be in the area but they're usually hanging out in there they're, they're they need to stay by a source of water and i guess there's there's definitely water in that temple so they're probably constantly returning to that one so the, the koto is they're helping the marrow because they're afraid of them or because they worship them like I, I guess what i'm thinking is if if they see us attacking the marrow or fighting the marrow are they going to try to intervene or would they run away so it depends which which tribe you're is actually witnessing this because you the blue patels well they're kind of dicks okay they're, they're they attack everything they see and they take very violent choices to very violent actions to get what they want but like if you were with like let's say the gluba gills they're, they're very nice. They're good. They don't want to hurt anybody. They're so like if you saw one of those, one of the Gluba Gills, I discourage you to from actually fighting them because they're not going to fight you unless you provoke them. 
I'm just worried, I guess. I mean, there's only going to be three of us since you're not going to be able to join. And I'm, I'm worried about how many... I mean, we already got our ass kicked by the Koatoas. And there were, you know, just them. And now we're going to go into the Marrow and possibly the Koatoas. I'm just trying to think how we should go about it, you know? Well, if you want to go straight to the temple, I can lead you there. But I can't abandon this grotto here. I, I, I do think, I mean, we could check with everyone else, but I do think heading to directly to the temple is probably the best choice. I think some of the Koatoas would join you in a fight if it was needed because that's their temple. They maintain it. Me Using the word maintain very loosely, you'll, you'll see what I mean when you get there, but they uh, that's their temple. The Merrill are essentially holding their temple hostage, saying that they speak to the Blittle Boop and are acting on the Blittle Boop's words, and the Koatoas are dumb enough to, to believe them. Are you telling me that those poor little bloops are being brainwashed by the marrow? Essentially, yeah. Then I say we go there first, make them our friends, and then go in there swarming. You know what I mean? Yeah, that could work. I'm gonna make so many friends today. I'm already writing in my notebook, make friends with little bloops. So when you look in your notebook uh, under your friends section, you see written in a different, okay, in a different, uh, style of handwriting that is not familiar to you it says melora in like perfect cursive oh, is it like glowing is it different there's is a it little just, shine it's, it's like a like a hol like a holographic card <laughs> it like shines a little bit when uh when you gloss over it <laughs> little tear goes down a rainbow foil you know? yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome is that what we're doing guys okay yeah i was gonna say i think drell's ready i think we finished eating we uh pack up and and head out. I think we got all the. I think we got our objective. I think we're ready to make sure you guys want to meet up with some of the Koatoas and try to uh, ally yourselves with them and then take on the temple. No. So <laughs> no. I guess you got my questioning, my line of questioning confused. I wasn't worried about who's going to help us. I was going to worry. I was worried about who's going to help the marrow. Like if they saw, it, would they help defend the marrow? They, I, my money's on. They won't defend them at all. Okay. They they that was, that's them out, where I was but, going. You know, with. they're yeah. oh, okay. As you can tell, they're not the strongest guys 101. They use their environment to their advantage, though. That's probably what got you guys. Yeah. The menace is just like, if we if we meet some little bloops along the way, we'll, we'll talk to them and get them on our side. But yeah, let's head straight to the temple. All right. So you guys get your things together. You pack up and you're getting ready to go out. Uh, I'm assuming you guys are well rested. You guys are. You have all your spell slots back. You feel good. You feel great. You ate a nice uh, elvish cuisine. Let's see what you got. Let's see what you got. Because this is important. This is important to me. I'm gonna go to the elvish shop. I'm gonna find you a nice elvish dish that she makes for you Ooh. real quick. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna use this book. Right? I love this book. Are we gonna finally get to use some temporary hit points or <laughs> Yeah, right? Oh my gosh. We've got them so many times. You know, I don't I don't have to uh you know, I hate to um you know plug the TikTok mid episode, but I commented when you posted about this book and you never answered my question about the Lambus bread. <gasps> uh I did not uh, notice any Lambus bread in here. Damn it. Although there's a lot of a lot of recipes in here, so I just haven't come across it yet. She makes some elf, elven bread, which kind of looks like a, like a nice swirlish bread, like a big loaf of bread. It has like, you know, that, um, uh, fuck, what is it called? Uh, sauce with an R. Damn it. Oh my God. Bread and sauce with an R. Rye bread. Yeah, it has that swirl <laughs> rye bread. <laughs> it starts with a rye. Uh, and makes some nice, uh, high harvest puree, which is like a mix of, uh, garlic. Uh, some extra virgin olive oil that's the, that exists. Don't at me. And some squash and ice cubes. 
Well, I guess for the people at home, what are you reading from? I'm reading from the Heroes Feast Cookbook. Hashtag not an <laughs> <laughs> There you go. Not sponsored. Not sponsored. Not sponsored. Can be. All right. So she makes cool. my elven bread well, and some nice delicious. elvish puree. You guys feel full. You guys get, you guys want temporary hit points because you've been so good. You've been so patient. Let's give you, wow. I rolled an eight on a D8. Oh. You guys get eight temporary hit points. Nice. Oh, that is good until your next long yeah, rest. We're going straight into the temple. <laughs> so you guys are not traveling into a forest. You guys don't really have any forest skills, but you there may be some encounters along the way. Who knows? So you guys start walking. As you're leaving the grotto area, you can see all these, like, you start noticing, like, the wildlife around there. You start noticing, like, pairs of birds, pairs of squirrels, uh, pairs of, like, uh, little animals that are just kind of, like, chilling, like, different birds, different types of squirrels, mice, uh, and li little jungle creatures. And they're all, like, paired up, and you see some monkeys in there, and they're, like, looking at you. Um, and you can tell that they've taken this place as like refuge because as the further you walk away from it, the trees quickly start to die out again. It looks very bleak and gray. The water starts to get dirty and Kara finds a stream. So she's following the river and you guys are now following behind her. What's your marching order? Um, should we do what we did back in the bugbear caves? I'll be in the back. <laughs> uh, sure. I mean, uh, yeah, I, I figured maybe Minus was still trying to talk to Kara about Melora or something. So I figured you'd be up front. But uh, yeah, I mean, if you want to hold the back, then. Yeah, we'll say I'm up front then just chit-chatting with, Mal <laughs> with Melora, with Kara. Or probably uh, ascend in height, maybe just so, you know, you'd still go Minus <laughs> yeah. foremost drill. You can't be in the back. You wouldn't see anything. He's going to take out a nifty D20 here. Don't worry. Don't worry. Unrelated oh, to what? anything. It's not unrelated. Unrelated, you know. <sighs> Interesting. He already rolled it. He already rolled it. Interesting. So you guys are walking through the forest. And uh, so the stream that she's following definitely it breaks off into other streams that like fork into each other, then fork fork out, fuck fork out. Uh, but you tell that she's like choosing very specific one. She mentioned that all streams flow from this center from the temple, but you can tell she's choosing very specific ones because this is probably getting you there faster. She's helping you out because she knows the way. She you see her stop every so often to like kind of take like a glance around and then continues walking and doesn't really pay much mind to it. Can everyone give me a perception check? Mm. Oh, I get to reroll that. I got a 15. I got a 15 as well. So with a 15, you hear the same noises, uh, Armos, that when she stops to look, when like, say like a tree snap, like a tree branch snapping or anything like that, she stops because there are animals walking all over the place, but there's very unique footsteps that she'll stop for. Like maybe Kowatoas, maybe an animal or something dangerous, right? There's a lot of dangerous things that do reside in this forest. And she keeps walking. She doesn't address it to you guys. She just keeps going forward. Uh, after a couple minutes, you notice that she's starting to walk a little faster. And you guys are just keeping up. Almost you notice this. You notice her pacing has changed a little bit. You looked worried or what's going on? What's going on? I'm not worried. I'm not worried at all. So she kind of slows down to like match your pacing. And she kind of whis whispers over to you like real quick. And she goes, we're being followed. And then continues to walk away and uh, works uh, walk ahead. And she goes, yeah, so we're just have to, this is probably gonna be like about another hour or so fellas. I kind of listen for those same footsteps to see if I can hear anything, which I don't. <laughs> but uh, I uh, kind of pass the message through the line, kind of letting, letting people know to kind of 
ready in action, basically, type of thing. Yeah, yeah. I guess uh, Drell, after being told by Armos, he kind of just like is alert. I guess he's just like a little. He's paying a little bit more attention. He's like trying to hear anything. Are we alert now that she told us with that perception check? Oh yes. So you guys are definitely. You guys could do that. I'm just curious on how you do that. I guess Minus would just be ready to dodge out of the way if he sees something coming. Hands are out of pockets at this point. Okay. We are ready. Karo stops, turns around, and shoots an arrow over your shoulder. Armos, into the trees. You guys hear a cat-like noise. And she goes, we got to get to a clearing right now. She starts, she bolts. Sprints after her. Yeah, I think we're all sprinting with her. I slowly walk. <laughs> Everybody give me an initiative roll. 10. 19. That's a nat 20. Hey. All right. Here it is. So Armos got a First 19. First one of the day. Minus got 10. I'm focusing on my running, you know. <laughs> Eric got a, wow, 18. Sick. And yeah. Bro, what kind of roll was that? What, this? Picks up, eh, I rolled. A little. Did you even do one full rotation there? <laughs> Let me place it on the 20. Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay, hold on one second. <laughs> why, why are you getting that book out? You don't, you don't need that one. Nah, 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 nah. <laughs> nah, nah, nah. Why, why do you have the monster manual out? <laughs> nah, put that one away. Why does it have so many pages? <laughs> That's a lot of monsters. So you guys start running. Now, you are in difficult terrain. So I'm going to have you guys on your initiative roll to see if you can keep up. It's going to be a dexterity check. So... Drell, you go first. Roll me a dexterity check to see if you can keep up with Kara. Here we go. That's an eight. You do not keep up. You are lagging behind. Uh, we're going to go to Armos. Armos, give me a dexterity check, please. It is a three. Uh, you are lagging behind with Drell as you're moving really slow through this difficult terrain. You are tripping over branches. You're keeping your balance, but your foot is getting caught in the wild foliage and a little wet from like the river that you're running alongside of. Uh, Kara is... Keeping pace. Uh, Minus, go ahead and give me a dexterity check. That'd be a seven. <laughs> you are also lagging behind. You guys are three slow bastards. One round passes. Guys, give me another dexterity check. On the whammies. That's an 18. Nice. Ooh, so you I got start, a 19. You guys, I got an 18 also. Oh, you guys Ooh. are now starting to be like, oh, shit, we really <laughs> got to go. We got to go. Look at us. Now, because all of you guys are keeping pace, I want you to give me another perception check. DC 15. Well, that's a five, six, five. <laughs> I got a one. <laughs> I got a nine. <laughs> nice. You guys are running, and you guys notice all these beautiful, like all these dead ass leaves. I'm focusing on my breath, okay? <laughs> <laughs> little breaths, little breaths. Yeah. Uh, you got Sid holding on for dear life on your mohawk. Uh, Reginald's like, rrr, 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 where we go? Where we go? Home, where we go? Uh, Drell's not really a sprinter. He's like one of those fast walkers. <laughs> so he's like really trying to concentrate you, in the you hip You walk movement. up steps two <laughs> steps at a time. Okay. You climb stairs two yeah. steps at a time. <laughs> he uh, he does a lot of mall walking. You know those fast walk marathons? It's like that. Yeah. Like just like, just like. You're Hal you from, the hips. How, from Malcolm in the Middle. <laughs> yeah. Oh, ow. Okay. Hold on. Hey, fuck yeah. What the fuck is happening? I said, take a back scratcher. Watching you just really? pull a back scratcher out. <laughs> You kidding me? A DM needs a lot of tools. Yeah. <laughs> this man just pulled a, a back scratcher out of his bag of holding nowhere and just like. <laughs> I wish you could see the camera. Yeah. Everybody make me another dexterity throw. It's a 13. Got a one. It's a 19. Almost, you start to lag behind. 
and they your 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 compadres your your companions here are now about 15 feet ahead of you um as you're lagging behind you're a little out of breath here uh you're tripping over yourself you're tripping over your manly robe or or, or your manly jacket almost robe. look out for that twig ah oh, too late <laughs> <He's> like, <clears throat> you're a little out of breath here oh no Quit rolling over there like menacingly oh, no. <laughs> so happy <laughs> i don't like that what you reading yeah. What's your AC? It's always a bad question. 11, 11 plus dexterity, but my dexterity is not a plus. So you, from <laughs> the treetops, it does not hit, but you notice this. A black furred tentacle reaches and goes to snatch at your feet. What the fuck? At the end of the tentacle has very, these short teeth-like spikes as it tries to wrap it around your leg, but misses. It goes back into the tree line, but now you can kind of see what direction it's coming from, and you know it's like behind your right shoulder, high up in the trees, and you can see kind of where it's like. You can't really pinpoint exactly where he is, but you know that he's following after you. It is now going to go up to uh, Drell's turn. I guess we'll like what do you like? Are we still going? Are we still walking? Or like what? What's your since I'm ahead of him? What are you doing? Well, do I? How much farther do we have to go? Well, do I notice what just happened to Armos or you don't for what you're seeing, you don't have an indication of how far along you traveled. You've been traveling some time, but you don't know if you're like halfway there or not, because Kyra hasn't really. Uh, well, she said you're about an hour traveling away. You don't know if that was fake or not, but you know that you've been traveling a good amount, a good amount of time before you got to your current situation. Make me a insight check to see. Make me a perception check to see if you notice something attacking Armos. Six. You do not notice it. <laughs> All right. Well, then I guess I keep going. All right. Uh, uh, Armos, it's your turn. What are you doing? Hauling buckets to get away from that thing. So at this point, we might as well shout. So I'm shout up to the guys like, yo, something just tried to hit at me. It was like some tentacle thing. <laughs> guys, be careful. <laughs> I'm not interested in your hentai. Let's keep running. <laughs> <laughs> uh, It's going to go. Okay. So Armos, that's so your turn. Do I need to roll to see if I like catch up or at this point or? Yeah, go ahead. So you, now you're gonna take a dash action. So go ahead and roll me a dexterity check. I gotta look good. Well, you catch it up to them. You get your footing and you run up. So now it's gonna be Kara's turn. She goes, looks behind you. She's like, try. She stops for like a second, looking at the tree line, and she goes, "We gotta book it now." And turns around. Now is running full sprint. So now she's trying to get away as fast as possible. Okay, so now the DC for your dexterity checks has just gone up from 10 to 14. Oh, great. Okay, because now we're taking full dash actions here. So yeah. you are now running through the forest from Kara's turn and now goes down to this being's turn. Rolled a little higher than Minus. He's now in the initiative combat. Yeah, okay. son of a... He's going to... Uh, another tentacle comes out and tries to snap at Armos again because he's still the furthest behind and misses. Wait, hits... So a tentacle comes out from the tree line, wraps around your ankle, ah. and its tentacles stick into the side of your leg. Ah. It feels like furry tentacle. Teeth. What? Yeah, ah. feels like teeth into the side of your leg. You take—I'll I'll remember its stats. What's it start doing? You take six points of damage as it buries these teeth spikes Ugh. into your leg. Jesus. That's and so now this thing has you entangled. Okay. So now it's starting to pull back. You don't go anywhere just yet, but you can now see where it is in the tree. 
from where its tentacle is. It's about where the tentacle is going is maybe about 10 feet above you. It's not going to go to Minus' turn. We don't know how many there are. We think yeah. there's one, but there could be more. There could be. You haven't seen anything physical yet. So if you turn around, you can see Armos like uh, just get snared in by this long black tentacle. Yeah, I think I think Minus is bugging out, so he's gonna he's gonna be like Armos, no, and run over with his axe to slash at it. Okay, yeah. Uh, so you're gonna roll to attack the tentacle. Go ahead and roll to hit with advantage because it's now bound to. Uh, right. To almost. Yeah. It's... Yeah. Go ahead. Roll a hit. Um, would you believe it? I got two fives. <laughs> <laughs> so that's uh, that's ten. <laughs> so in a hasty attack, you miss because you're just caught up in the moment. You go to swing with your axe and you just barely miss. Like your axe may make contact with it, but it doesn't do anything to the tentacle itself. It's... All right. I'll try and attack it again then. Okay. On my second attack. Nat 20. Bo- <gasps> two nat 20s. <laughs> no. Did you really get two nat 20s? Holy shit, dude. That's These awesome. dice are loaded. Jeez. These dice are loaded. Oh, okay. Two nat 20s. I've been 20s. rolling ones and shit, too. You saw them. Oh, my god. All right. So I do hit with the second attack. Uh, Here's what's going to happen. I'm going to give you an inspiration die for that. <gasps> so in a glorious moment of fail and success, <laughs> you do. So you can roll your damage. You can do double damage. And... Because awesome. it's double, uh, I'm giving you an inspiration die for when you want to use it. Rolling for damage. Bada bing. <laughs> All right. I don't re-roll on damage. Uh, so that's... Uh, can't do quick math, apparently. That's eight slashing damage. And then I'm going to use my swarm to hit them as well. So as I attack, they're going to attack. Well, I guess my first question is, does does my initial attack, like, get the tentacle off him or no? Yes. Great. So they're going to attack as well. They're going to do uh, D6, so six piercing damage as well. I just imagine, like, all these tiny little rocks with even <laughs> smaller daggers so- just, like, running over and, like, stabbing <laughs> yeah. him. So Minis runs over like, ah, and goes to attack it. And as he's attacking, all these little rocks are going, Bleh! and it's starting to, like, punch it. They do six points of damage on top of your eight, doing a total of 14 damage. The tentacle un- it rips itself from Armos's leg and goes back to- into the tree line. Almost your leg looks like it, like some flesh has come off because that's how tight these spikes were buried into you. Like this thing was like trying to pull you somewhere. That's the end of Minus's turn. It's not going to go up to Drell's turn. So you don't see the tentacle anymore, but you kind of get the spot where he is in the tree line, but you don't see anything just yet. Okay, well, the first thing I'm going to do is yell up to Kara and um, let her know what's going on. Because I assume since, I don't know, I was the next one, right? So I would be the closest to her. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I would just say, uh, hey, Kara, I think we got a problem back yeah, here. Yeah, no shit. And <laughs> she yells back, well, yeah, I didn't no know shit. she saw. <laughs> yeah, so I didn't know she was just walking back. But, um, and then I'll just take out one of my um, throwing axes and I will throw it in the direction that I think uh, the guy, like you said, I got a good idea, so I'm just going to throw it in that direction. Like in the bush. See if I fucking hit him. Go ahead and roll disadvantage. Okay. 19 is the lower one. 19 to hit. Wow. 19 is the lower one? Yeah, roll the 21 and a 19. Holy shit. Uh, yeah, so you hit. Roll for damage. It's a 2. <laughs> so t- <laughs> 2 damage. That was an iron throwing axe, not a steel one. You, you added your strength? 
Or your dexterity? Uh, no, sorry. Then with my dex, then it's three. Three, three, three points hey. of damage. Yep. Three big old points of damage. Nice. <laughs> Are you going to throw another throwing axe? Well, I only get one attack. It's a light weapon, so you can throw a second if you want to use a bonus oh. action. Yeah, you can use the bonus action to throw another one. Yeah, fuck it. Let's do it. Let's might as well. Disadvantage. Ready. Do it up. All right. That's. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, oh, fuck. Okay, there it is. Uh, uh, 13 to hit? Damn, fuck. Uh, <laughs> worth a shot. So you did, but you still hit it once. You hear like a little, like a like a panther type noise, like a cat, like a wild jungle cat noise. Like, as it hits in the bush. Uh, it is now going to go to Armos' turn. Armos, what are you doing? Oh, bad. I'm sitting there, legs messed up. I'm not hindered, right? I'm just like damaged. No, not yet. So... Still don't see it, correct? Correct. We know where an idea where it's at. You don't see it physically, but you see, you saw where uh, Drell threw his axe and where the tentacle came, that it hasn't moved in that three second time span. So you can you can see where the area was. So it's light out. It's up in the trees. I'll try to shoot my blast in that direction because I'll have to roll with disadvantage though, right? Because you don't see it, yeah. Yeah. No, but he saw where I, I hit it. Would he still would he still roll with disadvantage? Because yes. like if I hit it, he knew he yeah, still roll disadvantage. It, so. I was trying to I was trying to weasel away out of it <laughs> having you roll with disadvantage. I think we just keep running. Now that you I got so? it off you. Take off. As long as it's not a like I mean, I'm not kid. hindered. Yeah, I mean you're farther behind though. Oh, you need yeah, to get up to right, us. Right. Okay, yeah. so then I'll do a full sprint to try to catch up oh, towards yeah. so I get out of there, but then yeah, yeah, yeah. Alright, so you're gonna take a move action. Uh, he is, so you turn your back to go run. He's going to take it. The thing is going to take, I keep calling it he when it, it's not. Uh, the thing is going wow. to take an attack of opportunity. Really? At you. <laughs> Another tentacle is going to come out. So it's that close. It hits you with the tentacle. It doesn't grab you. You take six points of damage as it lashes across your back. So that was an opportunity attack. It's not going to go to Kara's turn. Kara sees where the tentacle is from. She's going to make an attack uh, against it. She's going to shoot an arrow into there. Well, disadvantage roll to seven. That's a miss. So an arrow just like whizzes by in the general direction. That's going to be her turn. It's going to go to the thing's turn. It's going to make another attack towards Armos with the tentacle on his initiative. It hits and grabs and grapples your foot again. Even though I'm like, it would have had to move quite a bit then because I did a full run. So it oh, ran past. Oh, so yeah, yeah, that's right. You're absolutely right. I uh, quit. Oh, yes. Yeah, you're smart. Look at that. You're catching me on my, my mistakes. I'm learning so quick. So it is Good going stuff. to make its turn to move and position itself. From the spot where it was, you see some rustling, but it moves. But you're not sure which direction it moves. Everyone make me a perception check real quick to see if you can notice it. That's uh 17. It's a nat 20. Okay. Oh. So it is making its way closer to Kara, where you are. To try to reposition itself it's not too far down with a nat 20 you can kind of see a weird cat-like figure in the tree but you see a lot of paws in the tree but when you're looking at this thing it's like you know when you rub your eyes and you get like those squiggly lines and you can never directly you can't look at those squiggly lines straight on they're always in the corner of your eye mm -hmm. that's what it's like looking at this cat figure in a tree so keeping the initiative is going to be Minus' turn now. Yep. Oh, uh, Drell, if you want to use a free action, 
you could um like point be like it's right there you know to let them know yeah i guess i'll do that for minutes i'll like just as i see it move i'll just like relay it to the team and just let them know right so i know where it is now i'm guessing it has cover but i wouldn't get disadvantage now if i tried to hit it it wasn't really in cover before so let me just give you a quick layout of where you guys are you guys are in a still in a thick forest so there are a lot of right. trees around it's not like a really a clearing so it's very easy for you to like duck behind a tree and stuff like yeah, that so if you mention exactly that you're going to go behind thinking. cover you can absolutely do that but the area is very <laughs> hilly so this entire encounter you're going to have a difficult terrain modifier which means you move yeah. at half speed but if you want to move full speed you have to make a dexterity check and since it's a forest, you can kind of use that to your advantage or disadvantage. But the floor is not even and anything like that. Is there a like boulder or tree close by, like within 10 feet that I could absolutely get behind? All right. So I move behind a, a tree like thanks for the shout out drill. I pull out my I use my new sling and I go to hit it with a, a sling bullet. OK, so go ahead and roll with disadvantage. I thought I knew where it was, though. I thought <laughs> you do know where it is. OK. Jesus. All right. So that's 17 to hit. 17, eight hits. So what are you using? Are you using one of your little swarm guys or are you using like a regular shot? I'm just using a regular shot. So the first one is two, is it? So that's five. I'm going to try and hit it again because it's a light weapon. Uh, that one probably doesn't hit. That's like a 11. No, does not hit. If I hit it with a range attack, does that still trigger my, my guys? Uh, what does it say in the book? It just says once on each of your turns, you can cause a swarm to assist you in one of the following ways immediately after you hit a creature with an attack. Okay, so it is a good distance away from you. So I'm going to say no, it can't just run up into the tree. It, you can like send them in that direction if that's what you want to do. Right. Okay. Consider these actions of your swarm or like bonus actions. So, or like a free action. So anything you could do that's very immediate is what they can do. But if you tell them to like, yeah run up a tree go attack something that's gonna be a turn all right there's no better cover nearby i'm just behind like what three quarter you're about uh yeah three quarter so yeah. these trees okay. aren't necessarily like super thick but you can they're like nice hurdy full trees uh since i did hit i'll use my action to let can i can we just say i they move like 10 feet towards the thing sure so i do that and that's that's the end of my turn okay so now we're gonna go back up to drill how i guess like if i wanted to run up and hit this thing would i be able to or this thing I, is still I, above you it's about eight to ten feet above you add add two points of damage by the way i forgot about two points of damage yeah sorry about that this thing is taking 25 hit points 25 damage how big is the tree it's a it's a thick boy like if you wanted to chop it down you could be hitting it for a little bit <laughs> and if you wanted to get up into the tree, you're gonna uh, it's eight to ten feet above from where you're from like your head. So if you wanted to get up the tree, you're gonna have to climb it. Okay, I'll do that then and try to hit it. Okay, so it's gonna take your turn to climb the tree. Okay, so you're gonna take action. Okay. Yeah. Okay, yeah, so you're gonna try to climb this tree that it's in. Great. Amazing. Um, <laughs> sure. Okay, cool. <laughs> I, no, you're good, you're good. Well, I can't do anything. I don't want to burn all my throwing axes. Like, I don't like, I ain't throwing got little axes else. here. Uh, <laughs> yeah. you like Reinhardt from Overwatch, swinging at, like, get down here. Swinging at, um, <laughs> what the fucking is the jetpack yeah. Um, get him, Drell. Yep. <laughs> Armos, what are you doing? All right, so we still can't see him. He's up in the trees. Do rangers have. I got the something. Ability oh, I got to something know coming up. What? Don't you worry. Okay. Is there any cover near me? 
<laughs> I'm literally climbing a tree to attack it. I don't think it's going to attack you guys. You don't have to worry about cover. I'm literally exposing myself True. climbing up the fucking tree, bro. Okay. There's an 11-foot guy climbing a fucking tree to attack this thing. It's not going to try to attack you guys. All right. I'm going to get behind whatever tree I can, and I'm going to cast uh, Eldritch Blast. Roll with disadvantage. I said 11. I mean 8 foot. Oh, that was close to the two. <laughs> you see the two? Did you see the two? Yeah, go close. ahead and do damage. You hit. Oh wait, no wait. You said twelve and eighteen. Okay. So wait, what's your what? What were the yeah, rolls? So, so plus five, so seventeen. Your your lower roll get a plus five. Oh, because you have your you have the invocation no, well, right. Because you had your spell modifiers. My modifiers. No. Okay. No, so no, 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 a little back get... roll. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Your warlock. Your eldritch blast. Yes. Your cantrips do not get yes. your spell modifier to hit. But since you're a warlock, you took the Eldritch Blast invocation that lets you add the modifier to Eldritch Blast yeah. to hit. Which which one are you talking about exactly? One bonus action later. It says add your charisma modifier to the damage it deals on hit. 13 dungeons later. All right. I rolled a 12 and a 15, but with my charisma is plus three. Proficiency plus two, so I really rolled a 17 to hit. You hit. Roll for damage. <laughs> <laughs> you hit you hit the you hit this beast. Please you hit this beast, roll for damage. Alright, so I gotta find a yeah. D10, which is weird ass looking one. Also, you have the invocation to push him, right? That's exactly what I was playing. Drell's climbing up the tree and he's just gonna push him out of the tree. <laughs> yeah, he's gonna. <laughs> so I did seven damage because I rolled a four nice. plus the three in my career. Scott, tell me the final number, but thank you for the explanation. <laughs> you know, I'm just making sure you all know. We appreciate it. Because I know. <laughs> and you're pushing him too? You have an ability to so do So that it? makes a. It's a strength check, right? Yeah, so it's it a, pushes him. That's strength. awesome. Uh, no. It just does it? It just does it. What? Yeah, Eldritch Spear. When you cast Eldritch Blast, it uh, I have a 300 range. Oh, when you hit a creature with Eldritch Blast, you can push the creature up to 10 feet away in any in a straight line. So that motherfucker is going straight up in the air and going to land straight fucking back down. Take he some takes damage. Set, you said seven points of damage, right? You take seven points of damage as he hits the floor in front of you. As he lands, you see this black furred beast. Drell just sees it fall past him as he's climbing, right? <laughs> yeah, this, this large black furred cat lands on its side and then actually lands on its feet because he's a kitty. All right. This cat standing is about 12 feet long. He has six legs, two large tentacles that are coming, protruding out of his shoulders that wiggle around very slow. And at the end, they come out to like a diamond shape with a bunch of teeth coming out of it. Its tail is as long as its tentacles, but it doesn't have any spikes at the end of it. The, the face looks very panther-like with two uh, pinned back ears, a very elongated jaw. It has three legs on either side with yellow beady eyes and large fangs. It looks at Armos and begins to snarl as saliva drips from its mouth. And it's and as you see, its muscles tense up and it looks like it's ready to pounce. 
And on that note, that is where we're going to end this session. Oh shit! Ah, no, <laughs> goddamn. But but like but like really, how much damage does I do? No. Does it take falling damage? No. Did it land on its feet? <laughs> does it have nine lives? Damn, I had something good planned. <laughs> we'll find out what it's, right? what's planned on the next episode. Of on BD the next episode. Yeah. Woo. Thanks right. for listening, uh, everybody. Thanks for listening. <laughs> yeah, so that's the end of this week's episode. We hope everyone had some fun. We got a lot of cool shit. Minus is finally level three. Finally. Finally level three. The uh, We're going to talk about it on a little uh, after session, private session in the <laughs> Patreon, right. by the we're way. We're going to talk about this episode. Or the Patreon. Yeah, I think the name. Oh, no, we were like fire. spit talking some names. I kind of like the after session snack because we're probably going to grab some snacks as we talk about post it. Post session snack. Post session snacks. But we're coming up with a name. We're coming up with a I'm name. DoorDash right now. <laughs> but uh, yeah, great session. If you guys want to hear about our thoughts afterwards, go ahead and head over to the Patreon, patreon.com backslash DD404, or just Google DD404 podcast. We're coming up everywhere, baby. We're popping up. We're creating content like no other. We're creating TikToks. We're creating Instagram. We're creating TikToks, YouTube videos, and stuff like that. So go ahead and come check us out. And if you want to, you know, throw us a couple bucks on the Patreon to keep the lights on, hey, listen, that. It, it, honestly it all goes towards the bard because he puts a lot of work into editing the podcast so it really helps for us yeah, i was gonna say also uh we are coming out with uh, a twitch channel so That's if you guys true. are on twitch and you guys like to just watch some extra content we haven't really decided what we're gonna be doing on it um but yeah we're gonna have some fun so if you're on twitch check it out you can definitely get that twitch link down below go ahead and click on that we see all of our other socials as well and with that, we'll go ahead and end it here. Good session, guys. Good session. Give yourselves a round of applause. It's great. You guys did well. Proud of myself. You guys gonna get your ass Woo. kicked by this uh, demon s cat? Can't oh, wait. No, it's about to get its butt. I don't know about you guys. I think it, you just me <laughs> so far. But and now it's time for Cumbrea's heroes. Our first Cumbrea's hero is Man with Glass, legendary glass blower of Cumbrea, known to forge weapons straight from dragon glass to slay that dragon ass. Legend has it, you can catch him at your local flea market on Sundays. Next we have Pascal, our wild magic artist of Humbrea. Traveling the land and shaping the world to her image, it is foretold that she paints trees right into the world next to lonely ones because she believes that everybody needs a friend. Lastly, we have Joshua, our wandering abyssal dreamweaver. Ever wonder how a bag of holding is made? Joshua knows, but he will never tell, for the secrets of the abyss remain with him and shall die with him. Joshua is one of our newest Tomb Raider heroes, and we'd like to give him a warm welcome and a hearty thank you. That's all we have for this week. Catch us next week for episode 16. Later!